It's Thursday, October 17, 2013. Thank you. Thanks for your service. You protect the air we breathe and the water our children drink, and you push the boundaries of science and space. Thank you. What you do is important. And don't let anybody else tell you different. Our long national shutdown is over for now, and environmental services and protections are returning. Plus, it has turned into the day we've been dreading since the weather first started warming up. Australia erupts into freakishly early bushfire season. And most of the Middle Eastern oil producers have reduced overall production and cut off their shipments of oil to the United States. The 40th anniversary of the Arab oil embargo. All of that and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. The summer of 73 made many Americans realize that the fuel shortage was a real thing. Some station owners charge as much as $1 for a gallon of gas. As much as $1? Man, do I wish we were doing the Green News Report in 1973. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, the shutdown is over. The threat of default is over. So great. What do I do with my trunk full of gold bullion, my basement full of ammo, and my garage full of survival seeds? Oh, don't worry. Preppers find something to be worried about. All right. Six weeks from now, I think we're going to do this all again. So uh, let's hope the seeds last that long. What do you have for us today? Let's start with the shutdown. I think the American people during the shutdown had a chance to get some idea of all the things, large and small, that government does that make a difference in people's lives. That was President Obama announcing that he had signed the legislation to reopen the government and raise the debt ceiling on Thursday after congressional Republicans gave up their bitter budget fight. First, it was about shutting down Obamacare, and then it became a full list of Republican ransom demands, which expanded rapidly to include their fossil fuel wish list, as helpfully explained here by MSNBC's Rachel Maddow. Can we force the Keystone pipeline to be open by doing this? No. Uh, expanded oil drilling. Please, can we have expanded oil drilling? Then we'll open the government. Democrats said no. Stuff it. The EPA's pollution rules for new coal-fired power plants. No, Democrats said no. Uh, then the Republicans demanded that the administration get rid of coal ash regulations. Democrats said no. Of all of these things that they demanded, they got none of them. None. Totally worth it. Yeah, apparently it also took a $24 billion bite out of the economy over the last 16 days. But the legislation also contains some completely unrelated amendments with an environmental flavor. Funding for flood recovery in Colorado. Funding for recovery from this year's wildfires in the West. Wildfire prevention money as well. There was funding for LIHEAP, which is the program that helps low-income families buy fuel oil or otherwise pay their heating bills over the winter. It's a very important program. There's funding for a construction project on the lower Ohio River in Illinois and Kentucky. So Republicans demanded all of this environmental stuff get cut. Turns out they put in all this environmental stuff at the end. Yeah, but at least it's good stuff that you know helps people who are just coming out of natural disasters. We'll see how good it is. I know the Republicans are already calling that uh, dam on the Ohio River the Kentucky kickback. Yes, to Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Right. I love when they do that. It's the Kentucky kickback. But you know who's not happy about the shutdown ending? 
Glenn Beck? Crabs. Same thing. Opening day of the commercial crab fishing season was halted in Alaska because federal fishing regulations were furloughed and couldn't issue permits. Now it's back and crab is once again on the menu. Delicious. Meanwhile, in Australia... In every direction tonight, bushfires are either destroying homes or forcing anxious residents to pack up and run. It's not even summer yet down under and Australia is already embroiled in a, quote, freakishly early bushfire season. At least 90 bushfires broke out this week in New South Wales alone. Australia just came through its hottest 12-month period on record, and officials warn this is shaping up to be one of the worst bushfire seasons in memory. Finally, many independent gas stations had to close down on weekends. Some station owners charge as much as $1 for a gallon of gas. Forty years ago this week was the start of the Arab oil embargo when OPEC retaliated against the U.S. support of Israel during the Yom Kippur War in October 1973. The six-month-long embargo led to gas shortages, long lines, and sent the U.S. economy into a tailspin. Since then, every U.S. president has promised to push for renewable energy and energy independence, but even with the boom in unconventional oil and gas production today, we still import about 40% of our oil. And as it turns out, gas did rise above $1 a gallon, as I hear. Yeah, surprisingly, with increased production, gas prices have not come down. They keep going up. Imagine that. For much more on that scam and all of the others that we covered today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. You can find us and like us on the Facebook and follow us 24-7 on the Twitters at Green News Report. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. The oil men and bankers, the big money folks.